All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. Glad to have you in. So how you doing, man? I'm doing so well today. <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> it's a great day. The Lord is good. The yeah? Lord is good. Awesome. So uh, I've loved this. We've, we've pounded out three different episodes on just this one kind of chunk of, of Bible that mm-hmm. really kind of unfolds for married people why God created marriage and why two is better than one. It doesn't mean that one is inferior somehow right. in the eyes of God or incomplete in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. It just means that in this life, he made us for community and particularly right. speaks to the aloneness. This is what was happening in Genesis there mm-hmm. where he says, not good that man should be alone. And he speaks to the dangers and the heartache of aloneness through marriage. And he creates the perfect solution for man's aloneness. That's what you are to me, babe. You're the perfect solution to my aloneness. I'm I'm sure at times. (laughs) It doesn't feel like that sometimes? No, it doesn't feel like that sometimes. (laughs) And I'm sure that you that are listening, you're thinking, no, I'd rather really be alone right now. (laughs) But that's not really the issue here. It's just the aloneness in this world right. that that God said, it's not good for man to be alone. And sometimes he brings that spouse to you for that aloneness problem that you might not even realize oh, that you have. Yep. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So far we've seen in this passage, it's Ecclesiastes 4, 7 through 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be four. We're on the fourth reason that two is better than one. Uh, we've seen that it's, it's because when one falls, they have a companion to pick them up. Right? We've seen it when one is cold in a winter season of life, there's a companion to warm them. Uh, yeah. Thirdly, when one it's is- a good reward for oh, their labor. Oh, a good reward for their mm-hmm. labors, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when one is uh, here, we have when one is overpowered, this mm-hmm. is the, the fourth reason, when one is overpowered, another one is there to withstand that adversary. Here's mm-hmm. how it reads in Ecclesiastes 4.12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And of course, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Well, we've all heard these verses quoted in in weddings, right? All right. So let's start with this. The word overpower there is really interesting. It's uh, interpreted as to prevail against something. Um, It's the picture the writer of Ecclesiastes has drawn a picture of, a, of, an, of an adversary, a declared enemy who is absolutely efforting to exert their will over another, their opponent, mm-hmm. their, the one that they've made their enemy. It's a, it's, a, it's a force that is exerting their will over another. Does mm-hmm. that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us as believers and Bible-believing Christians— it really should ring a bell. Mankind, according to the Bible, has an unseen adversary. We we all are locked in this unavoidable, inescapable battle in this broken world. And that adversary is ever working to exert his will over God's people. Uh, and ultimately, gang, that will is the utter eternal ruin of human beings. That's the will of the adversary that's being exerted every day in this world, right? I think we all feel that. Uh, and the Bible makes it really clear that that adversary is unseen. Gang, your adversary, according to the Bible, is not your boss, mm-hmm. not your sibling, 
<laughs> not your children. Right. Uh, and especially a, not your spouse. Especially not your husband or wife. That adversary who uh, is attempting to overpower or prevail against you is the devil. Mm-hmm. Let's identify it. It's the devil. And he's relentless and tireless and never sleeping and never stopping in his attempt. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, familiar verses say, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, there he's identified, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brothers throughout the world. So in the end, the aim of this episode, we could go so many directions right now. We could. It's crazy, but we're not going to. The, the aim of this episode is not to talk about and get all focused on the, the wiles of the adversary or how he assaults and what that looks like and uh, and what arm you to fight with. the. That's, that's not the point that we want to make here. I, I think the, the first point is if you're going to have a right theology of marriage, every couple needs to understand there is an adversary. Your marriage is under assault mm-hmm. all the time, right? And it will be until the day that you go yep. home to be with the Lord. Absolutely. We tell young couples, we've said it all the time in premarital work, look, Mm -hmm. the minute you say, I do, Mm -hmm. and you verbalize your oath, that covenant, your vow, from that moment on, there's like a big red target painted right in the middle of your face, right? And you become... Uh, the target of this unseen adversary. A direct enemy. And the reason is, is because he does not want people to see Jesus in your marriage. Boy, that is true. That's the reason. The power of a right marriage, man. The power of a right marriage. To reflect Christ. Yeah, what two people can show to the world and a family who lives for Jesus. Yeah. It's powerful. It's interesting, too. I was thinking about in second, what, Thessalonians 2.4 says that, it identifies the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world, and that spirit of this unseen adversary is, it, he, it says he exalts himself above and opposes, sets himself in opposition to all that is God and all that is worthy or all that is worshipful, mm-hmm. right? So everything that God does that speaks of his glory, everything he's created, right. everything he does to reflect his majesty and his beauty and his wonder this unseen adversary is in direct opposition toward, right. and he fights it and wants to overcome it at every turn yes. in our life. And your marriage is of God. It is. Telling you people, your marriage is designed by God to glorify himself mm-hmm. and f- to bring you to your highest good. And because it was created by him and because it glorifies him or has the capacity to glorify the Lord and lead to your highest good, the devil hates it and makes it a target of his from the day you say, I do. I'm sure that you guys can think of marriages that you admire that are the real deal, not just on Sunday morning, but the real deal. You've seen them sacrifice for each other. You see Jesus in their marriage. Absolutely. And what that does to to an unbelieving world, to the believing world. Even the offspring that has typically come out of that marriage. Right. And you, you you look at it and you go, it's powerful. Mm. It's one of the most powerful tools that yeah. that God, yeah. how He works in this world to show people that He's real. Well, it's certainly marriage and family is certainly the most powerful uh, evangelistic. It is tool on the planet. It's not tracks that you hand out. It's not filling a stadium. Mm-hmm. 
for Billy Graham or anybody else to preach. Uh, the, the most powerful evangelistic instrument in the mm-hmm. world today is a right on mom and dad who love and serve Jesus, who hand down to their kids mm-hmm. that legacy of faith. That's that the found, bottom line. That foundation. That of is faith. God's way. And then, even if children rebel a bit, when they look back, they go, "My mom and dad were the real deal." Yeah, absolutely. They stood on the Bible. They believed what was right. They treated each other the way that Christ would treat the the church, his bride. When you see that in a marriage, it's a powerful thing. Absolutely. It makes long lasting, it has long lasting effects. You bet. It's not just for the two. It's not just for the two people that are experiencing it. It's for everyone that's looking. Right. I I just, I just wanted to throw that because that's just, that's amazing to me. So the episode today is not, I don't want to give the devil a bit of glory by talking about what his tactics or wiles. It's enough to know, gang, if you're going to, again, have a right theology for your marriage, to know that it's under assault every day. Mm-hmm. And and here's the point of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, is that I exist to fight alongside of Charlene, mm-hmm. and she exists in this marriage to fight along with me, to be my greatest ally, my biggest ace in the hole. We are in this foxhole together, together right? We are on a team We're together. We're on the same team. I'm mixing metaphors here, but yeah. <laughs> you get the point, right? Uh, here's the tragedy. And here's what, Charlene, you're smiling and not, we're nodding our heads because we've seen this over and we've experienced it. Right, right. Where in the middle of tension, working through when I have a take on something and her take is different than mine and mine different than hers, when our fellowship together is a little heated because of a different take that we have, all of a sudden something can shift. Mm -hmm. And I begin to view her or she, me as an enemy. Now we are now adversarial. An an enemy you need to overpower. Right. And overcome. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, we're never more twisted in our understanding, we're never more deceived than and in any situation than when I'm looking at Charlene, like you're my opponent to be overcome. You're my adversary to be overthrown. We have an adversary and it's, it is not me and it's not her. That adversary is the unseen one. He's called the devil. And when I make Charlene my adversary or she makes me that we have we are so deep in the weeds at that point. Mm-hmm. This is when marriage feels terrible. It never feels more disjointed and broken than when we are in an adversarial relationship with each other and it's coming apart, and right? ungodly things are said. Oh. Uh, ungodly things are done. Yeah. And things that should never, ever be um, uttered by a Christian, a, a Christ follower, and especially to the one that you have vowed yourself to. Oh man! And it it always amazes me. I'm I'm actually still shocked by it, and I'm I'm old, and I'm still shocked by it when I see marriages treat each other in such a disrespectful way and say the things that they probably would go to blows with for someone else if they said that to their wife. Oh yeah! But yet they're saying it yeah. to their wife, to their face, and I'm thinking I want to get up and fight you. Because you shouldn't say this to someone, anyone, anyone, no, especially, yeah, 
your wife oh, yeah. or your husband. Well, the couples that we have sat down with, where they have lived in years, some of them, in an adversarial, they, this is their view mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that when they wake up every day, she mm-hmm. is an opponent to be overcome. He is my enemy mm-hmm. to be controlled or right. overpowered. They might not say opponent or enemy. But in, that's what's in, in there in their heart. Yeah. If they, if you really check your heart, you go. You you have to say, "You're my enemy." Yeah. Because I'm not getting my way. I'm. I want to overpower. They're you. fighting for control, and this and is I what it's control. usually over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I I think that we we need to know the wiles of the devil. Yeah. And what he's doing. And I'll tell you, even as we're talking about it, one of the where marriage is concerned, one of the greatest tactics or wiles is that we are so, our understanding is so unbiblical mm-hmm. that this verse that says, I'm in her life to help her fight against her enemy. Mm-hmm. I'm her biggest ally. Mm-hmm. That's God's design. I've, I, I think the opposite. That she's my adversary. We get so twisted up. And this is one of the great wild we have felt it again in our own life. We've mm-hmm. had tense moments where, and we're gonna turn a corner here in a second and give you some tools to kind of uh uh in to throw in your bag where you can reach in and go, okay. Uh, I remember Ken and Shar talking about this. I'm gonna pull this tool out of my bag. I'm right feeling, now. I'm really feeling <laughs> like, like we're, I we're adversarial. like adversarial. Yeah. I do not like this person. Right. I'm ready to say things and do things that I should should never even be thought of in my mind. And everybody, look. Everybody does it. Everybody's been here. Exactly. Right? Now, and, and you might be, I'm just going to throw this in, but you might be the nonverbal type. You're not going to say anything. That would be, that's me. I, I'm not going to say things, but boy. You're dug in. I can dig in. And then there's the other person that says things they should never. Right. You can never take those things back. Right. If you do anything, just don't say anything. Right, right. Better than say things that you can never take back and the wounds go down deep into someone's soul and heart. So that's that's just, I just wanted to throw that in real quick. So every couple has felt, I know we're Mm -hmm. not alone. And mm -hmm. as you're listening, you're not alone. Marriage at times feels like I am locked in combat mm-hmm. with an enemy. We're here to tell you, you are not. No, you are. It's just well, not yeah, your spouse. It's just, it, right. You've got the you wrong- You are locked in combat. <laughs> you've You're identified just, the wrong adversary. You are fighting the wrong person. You're locked onto the wrong target, mm-hmm. big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, let's, let's get a little, turn a corner here and get some tools in your bag. When a couple is locked in that kind of tension and you're feeling it, like, dude, I, you are my adversary right now. I'm wanting to over, I, my goal is to overthrow you in this argument or whatever it is. Uh, and uh, again, every couple's been there. Here's three things we're going to encourage you to do. And we've not been great at doing this. No, we're this. not great at this. Um, we've spent too, too much time probably locked in combat this way where our minds are so twisted up. We're viewing each other as an enemy. Mm. Well, I think, Kenny, for me at least, Mm -hmm. I want you so badly to see my perspective. Right. And so I I go at it over and over and over again to try to, I I don't feel like I'm trying to overpower you. I actually am. Right. But I want you to see the way things, the way I see it. Right. And then I know that you want me to see the the way oh, you see absolutely. it. Absolutely. And because the way I see it is right. Right. And 
Well, <laughs> doesn't yeah. everybody feel that? My take's the right take. Well, and and if, if you disagree, then yours is the what? At least the wrong take. No, no, no. At least it can be another take. Absolutely. That's know? where we need to leave And it. sometimes it's just two different perspectives. Absolutely. And you're never going to get on, on the same page with it. And sometimes you can step back and go, well, I can see how, I can see how you would feel right. that way. That's not saying that you agree with it, no. but you can see how they would feel and, that and way. And we're not saying even for a minute that there's not arenas and spheres of mm-hmm. life where you're, you are going to see things differently. Totally. Right? You're two different but people. But that doesn't make you each other's enemy. Right. Right? Right. Because they don't think like you doesn't right. make them my opponent. And because I don't think like you, honey, that, that doesn't make me your adversary. No. Right? So here's three things you can do. Excuse me, though. Yeah. But sometimes that's what happens. We cannot give each other the leeway to be who right. you are, right? And to see the way things, to see things the way you do, and then let me see no, the things I the have way to I overcome do. you. Who right. I, who I am, my right. personality, my take on the world, right. your take on the world. It's different, right? And to think that these marriages that are happy, some people think that these marriages that are happy never have this kind of conflict. They never have right. a different take than each other. Believe me. <laughs> You have a different take. You're yeah. two different people. You have two different personalities. You were raised completely different ways. And we need to accept that. Absolutely. I just had to say that. No, good, good. So here's three things. Get, get some tools in your bag. Uh, number one, when, when that's happening, and you can feel it. Look, nobody, we're not dumb people here. No. You can feel oh, no, no. that, right? Number one. Speak the words, and these are the words you need to speak. And we've, I've, we've done this. Where you've done it, I, mostly me. It, it's times where I, I can feel it. We are, we are du- each dug in, trying to overthrow each other. Right, get our way, get control, seize control. Mm-hmm. Here's the words: You are not my enemy, honey, and I am not yours. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to speak that because mm-hmm. here's the deal: that's the truth. And truth pierces the darkness and unwinds the twisted thinking in my soul that has me at odds with you. Mm -hmm. Where if somebody will just stop and go, okay, time out, we're backwards here. We're in the weeds. Here's the truth. Mm -hmm. The truth of it all is that we have an adversary and you're not it. Mm -hmm. I am your ally and you are mine. Somebody needs to speak that, which is not easy to do. No, it's not. And, and... The person that speaks it doesn't need to be saying, we have an adversary and it looks like he's using you right now. And, and some people, good point. they will go there. Yeah. I see Satan right now in you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, Satan is here against you both. Yes. Against you both. Yeah. And again, his ultimate goal always is your ruin. Your utter destruction. And the absolute ruin of a marriage designed by God to glorify him. And any witness that you have in your marriage. True that. Mm-hmm. So number one, somebody speak up. Somebody stop the train on the tracks and just go time out. Let me say this. You're not my enemy, hon. And it it can immediately bring it down out of the rafters, the, the tension, right? Number two, pray. And I, I got to speak to this because- have we ever really done that? We have not. We, we need to do an episode or two. Just no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Oh, First, oh. personally, in our life, you have said, "Okay, we're not each other's enemy." Have, have we, we stopped and prayed? Yeah, I think so. Have we? Yeah, 
prayer, what prayer does, it breaks down every wall right. of division. There's right. a unity that comes calling on Jesus together that comes. And I, I want to say this because one of the things that we've really seen over all these years, 42 years of ministry life, hundreds of marriages that we have spoken into over these years, this issue of bold prayer mm-hmm. is big. Because most, even really mature Christian, mature couples in the Lord that have been walking with Jesus a long time have confessed to us over and over again, their prayer life is weak. Mm-hmm. And their together prayer life yes. is weak. Now they, they will eagerly say, well, I pray for her all the time, mm-hmm. or I pray for him all the time. That's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a we praying mm-hmm. in, agree, in a spirit of agreement. And when that tension, you're working through that, Stopping to call on Jesus together automatically brings unity right. to a broken and fractured situation. So even somebody, if, even if all you can say is "Help us, help Jesus," us, Lord, right? You Absolutely, know, just help us. We're a mess. Mm-hmm. We're in the weeds. Oh God, help mm-hmm. us! Uh, and 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 if I could encourage men, particularly, mm-hmm. that's who I want to speak to. I think more. Um, grow up, grow up in your mm-hmm. Christian faith. And pray, mm-hmm. call on God, move in at least some of the spiritual authority mm-hmm. that you should be operating in as mm-hmm. a child of God. And I wasn't always operating this way, trust me. But nowadays, man, I don't have any more time to waste, you know? And when I feel that tension and we're in the weeds like that, and we're looking at each other in an adversarial way, First thing that comes now to my mind is A, speak those words and B, call on God mm-hmm. because prayer is how that adversarial brokenness gets shattered right. and you begin to draw back together. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We've felt that over and over and oh, over yeah. again in prayer. And I we we understand how hard it is. We understand there's an op- just even a spiritual opposition to mm-hmm. it, but we cannot overstate uh, this idea that both men and women in in marriages need to awaken spiritually. Mm-hmm. And particularly when you feel the assault of the unseen one and your marriage is suffering, your, the, the greatest thing you can do is call on the Lord together. We can't encourage you enough, mm-hmm. right, babe? Mm-hmm. It's just huge. And then thirdly, a touch, hug. Something happens when... And you may be going, oh, God, I don't want to do this, dude. I, I, know. I, I know. Right? I'm still calming down. But right. if you will just take each other by the hands or hug one another, it, again, it has a way of breaking the power. It diffuses the situation. Big time. Definitely. Big time. This is very hard for me. Um, personally, it's just very hard for me. Well, when I, you're in I, that mode, you're wanting to fight it out. Well, I, I don't really want to fight it out. I'm just not ready to... I'm not ready. I, I don't know. I want to go mm-hmm. and say, and I don't like to say anything because I'm not a fighter like that, but inside I'm not ready to let it go. Right. I'm just not ready to let it go. Yeah. And I kind of want to wallow in this feeling of, I just don't like you and I'm not going to be a part of you right, right. now. Right. Now that's my, it's my MO. Right. Kenny's is much more, let's hash this out. Let's get it over with. Let's talk about it. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Right. And um, so I have to resist that. Well, that's why, again, coming back to truth is so important because the truth is, even in that moment, no matter what it feels like, is you're never my adversary, babe. 
and it's and I'm true. not yours. It's I know true. it feels like it. This is the deception, right? Right. And until truth prevails, and I get out of those weeds, and I get untwisted from that thinking, and and one of the ways we do that again is to be reminded, speak the words of truth, pray, take each other by the hand, as hard as that is. But you're going to find that begins to overcome when one is overpowered by another. Two can withstand him, right? So you're saying that I have to be spiritually immature? Yeah, I'm really, we all I'm do. Really, it's like this. Oh, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for me. You bet. In those instances, which, praise the Lord, after all these years, doesn't happen often. Right. But when it does, I'm telling you, everything in me oh, yeah. wants to yep. get my propers. I don't yep. know. I'm just I get it. confessing that I right get it. now. No, this it's is everybody's really battle. hard. Yeah. Yeah, why do you think this exhortation is here in the scriptures? You're because right. it's 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 hard to do. Mm-hmm. But this is why two is better than one because when one is overpowered, we fight together, guys. We are right. we are a team uh in a married life and when you start to feel like you're not like, like that one's your opponent, not your teammate, you got a problem. You're you're now you are out there in the weeds and you're going to your marriage is going to suffer. And then the next time that you guys get into a a argument, disagreement, whatever you want to call it, fight. Hopefully these words and this, this teaching will come back to you. Yep. It's there in your tool bag. Because now that you've heard it the, and you pray, Lord, show me, mm-hmm. he will do that. The Holy Spirit in the middle of this arena, when you're in this battle against each other, the Holy Spirit will come and say, He's not your enemy. That's right. She's not your enemy. That's right. Because let's, that's the truth. Let's let's combat the real enemy. Right. And uh, right on. that's two people that you know you have a spiritually mature believer, Christian spouse, when you say we're not each other's enemy and they go, You're right. Oh yeah. Because some people are gonna want to keep fighting. Oh yeah. And, and if if that's you, this is why we're giving you this mm-hmm. tool, right? A ways to break that right. up so it's, and overcome. It's yeah. to break those habits. So uh, we've run out of time. I want to leave you with this thought. There's just a quick note here at this point that in those verses, the word withstand, that they can withstand him. It doesn't, that word's a, a, a pretty aggressive word. It doesn't mean we'll just endure mm. the onslaught against it. We'll survive mm-hmm. the spiritual. Yeah, it won't knock us down and kill yeah, us. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. That we'll, what, survive by yeah. the skin of our teeth. It actually means that we will stand in opposition to and stand even violently against. It's pushback. It's more like two being people, on the offense, pushing right. it back. Two people pushing back mm-hmm. against that erosion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that will of the adversaries. He's trying to impose and exert his will upon a couple, right? Two can withstand him. The problem is when when we all of a sudden get so twisted and backwards that we think we're each other's adversary or opponent. Mm -hmm. And this is tragically where the devil has quite a few couples. We've seen it over and over and over again. Too many times. And we've fought that out. We've felt it. Yes, we have. We've felt it all. All right. Well, hopefully, gang, this tool helps. I think that we should pray. Right. So let me me pray. Why don't you pray? Close us out. Lord, I just pray for every single person or couple that's listening to this right now. This is an arena that the enemy mm. has been able to gain ground. 
we're all going to have difference of opinions and perspectives and arguments and conflict and confrontation. Lord, I pray that in the middle of it, that your Holy Spirit would come and empower each couple to use the weapons that you've given them. Amen. They are not each other's enemy, but we do have an enemy and that both of us together can fight this mm-hmm. enemy and through your power of your Holy Spirit, we can win this battle. Mm-hmm. So Lord, I, I pray for every couple that's in earshot that you would give them those tools, Lord. If mm-hmm. you remind them, you bring them back to remembrance when they're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. even for Kenny and I too, that you continue to work in this arena. Mm-hmm. We love you, Lord. We give mm-hmm. you our lives and our marriages. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And God bless you all. See you later. Bye-bye.